It's a Minimalist Monday edition of Optimal Finance Daily, episode 861, How to Get Your Spouse on Board with Early Retirement, by Jill with madfiantist.com. And I'm Dan, your host, and welcome back to a brand new week here at Optimal Finance Daily, where I read to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And before we get to our post for this Monday, I want to thank Fundrise for their support. Fundrise enables you to instantly access high-quality, high-potential private market real estate projects, from high-rises in D.C. to multifamily apartments in L.A. And each real estate project is carefully vetted and actively managed by Fundrise's team of real estate pros. Fundrise is the future of real estate investing. Visit fundrise.com OFD, that's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot OFD, to have your first three months of fees waived. For now, let's get right to our post as we start optimizing your life. How to Get Your Spouse on Board with Early Retirement by Jill with madfiantist.com Well, this was a big surprise. About a month ago, I was working on a Mad Fientist article one evening when my wife, who let me remind you is not a fientist, or so I thought, said she was going to bed. As she said goodnight, she mentioned that she had something for me to read on her computer. She didn't say what it was about, though, and instead just kissed me and went to bed. I tried to continue what I was doing, but curiosity quickly got the better of me. What I found surprised me, to say the least. After a month of attempting to persuade her to let me publish what she wrote, she finally agreed. I have added links and made other minor changes to convert what she wrote into a blog post, but all the words are her own, British spellings and all. This is what I found on her computer after she went to bed that evening. I have always been someone who enjoyed spending money. Sometimes it didn't even matter what I bought, it was the act of spending it that brought me joy. Or at least I thought it did. As my mother would put it, money always seemed to be burning a hole in my pocket. In the past few months, my feelings towards spending versus saving money have dramatically changed. So what brought about this sudden change after all these years? Is it because I married the mad scientist nine months ago and he has forced me to change my spending habits? No. One thing about my husband is that although we have always had very different views on money management, he has never tried to control how much I spend or what I do with my own money, and this has not changed now that we are married. So although we may have had some minor disagreements over the years, we've never argued about money or found that it negatively affected our relationship. I've always known that my husband gains no pleasure from spending money and instead enjoys saving it and watching it grow. I've also learned in the past couple of years of his goal to save enough to be able to quit his job and pursue his own interests. Although I understood the benefit of this for him, I had no desire to follow in his footsteps. If I left my job, what would I do? I enjoy my work and I enjoy having money to spend on the things I want. If I left my job so young, surely I would be bored for the rest of my life and would not have the money to go out and do fun things. I would feel like a completely useless, unproductive member of society. What would be the point in my existence? The first thing that began to change my way of thinking was the Mad Scientist blog. I was one of those people, along with his own family, who would often ask him, why do you deprive yourself of the things that you really want? And why can't you just learn to relax and spend money without worrying? When I read his article, Triple Value of Income, it made me realize that he really doesn't feel like he's depriving himself of anything. He just doesn't feel the need to have a lot of things. I started thinking about the things I like to spend money on and wondered if I would be any less happy without them. Maybe I could even be happier if I stopped wanting material things and could be satisfied with what I already have, or even much less. But this still didn't make me want to save enough to quit my job. I still thought that I'd be happier working full-time and enjoying the benefits of having that regular cash flow. 
However, my outlook was significantly changed when we were on our honeymoon and one day my husband asked me, what would be your perfect life? Now for me, this was actually a difficult question to answer. I have sometimes fantasized about what it would be like if I won the lottery and had endless amounts of money and could do whatever I wanted. But to actually visualize a realistic version of that dream was much more difficult for me. I suppose I still believed, as a lot of people do, that we do not have that many choices in life. So we discussed what the most important things in our lives are and we eventually came up with our perfect life. Now that I could picture the benefits of not having to work full time, I was starting to come on board with the idea of financial independence. However, I still did not want to stop working completely, so maybe I could just work for half the year? I was slightly hesitant about taking all that time off though. In the past, long periods away from work tended to leave me feeling restless. Even if we planned to travel to new and exciting parts of the world, how would I keep my mind stimulated? Then I started thinking about all the exciting opportunities out there that I could take advantage of if I wasn't working. I could volunteer my time to help others. And better yet, I could possibly even pick up some new skills along the way. All it took for me to be 100% on board with my husband's plan was to be able to visualize all the exciting opportunities out there in the world that we can take advantage of if we are not tied down to living and working in one place. I have already lost a lot of the desire to spend money just by having a definite goal for the future. I think that once I get used to this new mentality of not feeling like I need to spend money on material things, I will ultimately be a happier person. I've also come to understand that financial independence is not the same as early retirement as I used to think. For one person, FI may mean being able to quit their job and never having to work again. In my husband's case, it will mean being able to stop working for someone else, but continue to work on things that he finds interesting and challenging. For someone else, it may mean having enough money to give them the courage to leave one job in order to pursue a better one. For me, I think it would mean being able to continue doing what I do because I really do like my job, but it would allow me to work less, spend more time with loved ones, travel more, and hopefully pick up new knowledge and skills along the way. Once I have cleared my current student debt, I will be more likely to save as much as I can and enjoy this newfound freedom with fewer possessions and hopefully even more happiness. My husband realized that his own motivation for being financially independent is not necessarily what would motivate me to change my spending habits. So instead, he encouraged me to reassess my life and my goals. And in the process, we came up with some pretty exciting alternatives to our current situation. Trying to persuade me to change my spending without this goal would probably not have worked. It hasn't worked up until now. And so after more than 10 years together, I'm finally coming around to my husband's way of thinking, something I don't think either of us ever expected. You just listened to the post titled How to Get Your Spouse on Board with Early Retirement by Jill with madfiantist.com. And the Mad Scientist also had a brief outro to that, which I'll read you in just a sec. But first, thank you again to Fundrise for their support. Swing by fundrise.com OFD to have your first three months free. Private market real estate has historically provided excellent ongoing cash flow, even as it supports long-term growth. Private market assets like these are a strategy for diversifying beyond public market investments and even other kinds of real estate, like publicly traded REITs. And Fundrise is the future of real estate investing. The platform's innovations power an investor-first model by eliminating the bloated costs and middlemen that have traditionally weighed down real estate investing, saving investors time and money. Unparalleled transparency and real-time reporting let you see how the development of specific properties impact your overall portfolio. Check it out. Visit fundrise.com OFD. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot OFD 
to have your first three months of fees waived. And now here's the Mad Scientist's outro. When I started this site, my goal was to develop strategies and tactics to help people, myself included, reach financial independence as quickly and efficiently as possible. If what I wrote helped convince people that FI is a worthwhile goal, great, but that was never my primary objective. The fact that my articles and those written by Jim Collins and Mr. Money Mustache, since she's an avid reader of both of those blogs now, have helped change my wife's mindset is something I never anticipated. Although Jill was mortified when I first asked if I could publish what she wrote, I'm really thankful she eventually let me. I think her story perfectly captures the epiphany that each of us likely had at some point and also highlights the importance of letting your loved ones follow their own financial paths. Now that our financial paths have finally merged, I'm even more excited about the future that awaits us. So there you have it. That is it for us today at Optimal Finance Daily. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week. I'll see you right back here tomorrow for the Tuesday show where your optimal life awaits.